Welcome to a new episode of Mediterranean Sustainability Partners. I'm your host, Ellen Wasselina. Today, I am so pleased to be joined by Chris Ramuz, founder of ModLab. Chris, hello, how are you? Hi, Ellen. I'm good, how are you? Great, thanks so much for joining me. Now, this is an exciting podcast because we just met recently. Um, we did an event together um, on December 9. And I was so uh, glad to meet you. First of all, Chris, thanks for taking the time. It was my absolute pleasure to have you and the rest of the panel. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but I want those who don't know you, I just thought maybe we'd have a conversation about you and what you've been doing more on your personal professional side. And then the second segment, uh, if you would, Chris, uh, we're going to talk about ModLab because this is why we're here today and this is how we met and this is how we collaborated very recently on our joint event. All right. So exactly. sure. let's, uh, let's start, if you would, Chris, first of all, by introducing yourself for those of our audience who don't know us. By the way, Chris, we're heard in 49 countries and five continents. Awesome. Cool, cool. <laughs> okay. So um, let's hear about who you are, talk about the past maybe, a little bit about the present, and then move on into the future because I know you're a very ambitious 29-year-old entrepreneur. Is that correct? Correct. That's it. <laughs> All right. So tell us a little bit what you've been doing maybe in the past and, and how you got here. All right. So... Basically, I'm a I'm a Lebanese guy who's been born and raised in Lebanon, and I I'm I, I learned in school the usual. I moved into architecture school. Okay. Finished it, and directly after that, uh, I went to Qatar okay. to work for for like two years right. and uh, in the field. And as you know, with time, you start discovering. A lot about your personality, especially moving into new countries, yeah. meeting new cultures, meeting new people. So you get to know uh, new stuff about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that got me self-aware about my passion for growing uh, mentally and in my career-wise as well. That's fantastic. So, so what did you learn in Dubai? What did, what did you discover? It was the difference of, you know, of cultures, I suppose. Um, what, 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 what did you find attractive or what did you like about Dubai compared to your home country, Lebanon? Well, uh, first, it's, uh, it, it was the fact that um, I got to feel independent. So I got to rely more about, on myself. Mm -hmm. uh, everything wasn't easy to get. So you have to get it by on your own. Yeah. And all the sufferings, all, 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 the, all the path to success, as you say, that would be the the main course of uh, <laughs> these two years. So uh, yeah, that's basically uh, mainly the idea. I met a lot of people that uh, taught me a lot, that uh, made me learn new stuff about myself and about people in general. So I think the cross-cultural experience was probably beneficial, right? Um, exactly. It's so it's so wonderful to be able to go to another country and and learn, especially your you know, uh, moving away from your home country. I think that's uh, a real test, I think, for anybody, especially a young person like yourself. Um, tell us a little bit more about, more about what you discovered and then where you moved to from, you went from Qatar to Spain, is that correct? Correct, yes. What did you do in Spain? So, uh, before I moved to Spain, I was like in a, in a dilemma where I should either 
move job, move, move my job, move, move into a new job or uh, change my career path. So mm-hmm. knowing myself, I discovered that I'm an ambitious person ah, and that's good. I moved into a totally different career path, which was uh, esports and everything related to video game tournaments and stuff. Wow. So I took it as a mental and uh, it was mainly a mental test, knowing sure. that when I was there, COVID hit. So the, the, the experience of going to college and to the university was gone and I had to rely on uh, the online experience. That, that so, was, I think, a big shock for many people, um, especially in Europe. I mean, in the U.S., you know, people were used to working online at least one day a week, if not more. And I, I believe it's, it was a shock for everybody to go entirely online. And some companies weren't prepared for it. How did you live that experience? Uh, how did your employer or your work, how did, how did you uh, come? Was it a positive thing for you? Uh, at first, it was it was it was a kind of a roller coaster ride. So uh, <laughs> I was again alone, and it was super hard at first mm. uh, to cope with what is happening. And knowing in Spain uh, during that time, it was one of the highest rates of positive COVID uh, tests wow. everywhere. Wow. So I I tried to keep calm and stay safe and. Try to stay sane mentally. <laughs> That's very, very important. I think and, that is, yeah. And then, you know, being isolated is not easy and maybe doesn't go so much with your character. Am I right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so that was mainly the reason why I grew mentally. And right. and that was the main reason why I developed uh, ModLab. So... Oh, Mod so Lab. it came out of this experience. This... Exactly. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So you did something with your time while you exactly. were Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's terrific. <laughs> so so how much time did you spend in Spain? And then and, and I understand you're back in Lebanon now. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. I, I spent uh, almost 10 months in Spain. Okay. Um, and throughout the time there, it was super nice. Uh, I made a lot of friends. Uh, safely, of course, <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't get to see much of Spain, but uh, for what it's worth, I think it's a really cool place mm. to learn. And as a student, it's it's super awesome. I bet. So, it yeah. After that, I finished my masters. I came back to Lebanon and started developing the idea even more. Um, with the help of uh, Dr. Rebel, we started up this company uh, from scratch. And now, uh, with the help of our developer, uh, we're progressing and starting to do like more than one event per month. So it's... It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of growing. That's fantastic that this pandemic offered you, or you seized the opportunity to create something in the pandemic. And then we're exactly. able to realize this idea or this startup, correct? Uh, correct. With, with Dr. Rebel when you came back to, to Lebanon. So I know uh, Lebanon is probably not the most <laughs> easiest place to, to, to function, especially online with the difficult situations. Tell us how you managed to maybe use that uh, or the difficulty maybe probably made you stronger. Am I right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So... 
it's it's just the constant bombardment of uh, negativity around you, <laughs> and I I I try to not let that affect me, and I try to channel it in a more productive and uh, yeah more productive way, basically. That's, so that's fantastic. Yeah. So tell us, tell us more about you know your difficulties. Uh, I, I'm sure our audience uh, is would be very interested to know what you're up against every day in Lebanon and the situation in Lebanon. Maybe you could just give us a little parenthèse, as we say, about what's going on in Lebanon. Uh, if you wouldn't <laughs> mind, just, just, just. I mean, you're, you're. It's reality on the ground, right? I mean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, grab a pen and paper. Uh, it's gonna <laughs> be a long list. <laughs> so. Basically, like the first thought in mind would be our currency. Our our rate is super deteriorating really badly. Uh, what else? Like we have the traffic, we have the fuel issue, uh, electricity. And, so, and for your business, you know, you have to be connected to the internet and have electricity. Is that correct? Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a big uh, challenge or a roadblock for you. Is that right? Exactly. How do you manage? Yeah. I'm I'm trying to manage my so let's say there's there's a, an electricity cut between this hour and this hour so I try to plan <laughs> my hours of work accordingly. Uh-huh. So the break time would be when the electricity cuts but it's not technically a break time it's me sketching on paper what I could write on my notes on my laptop so that's good so it's productive. Yeah. In, yeah, in a yeah, way, yeah. in a way, and I, I think I want to just underline this: that you're a young entrepreneur and you're very resilient, meaning that even in the most difficult circumstances, you're able to, like you say, if there's electricity cut, then you use that time. And I think uh, I, I'm, I really admire you, Chris, because I think you have to uh, really, uh, first of all, you have a great adaptability factor here. Yes. Um, and I think I can understand that I can just from the little bit that we've worked together, you're very flexible um, and, and you're able to turn something around. And I remember, you know, and we'll go into a little bit later with ModLab, but it was a very short turnaround time that we did. And you, I want to congratulate you uh, really publicly because you really did a fantastic job. You and your team pulled together something in what, 48 hours. I think it was two days, right? Yes, <laughs> correct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a real plug, you know. I mean, I was so pleased to, first of all, discover, thanks to Rebel, uh, what, what you were doing, and then uh, to be able to put into practice. Well, maybe we should just go into the next segment um, about ModLab. Sure. Um, let's just let's just continue. Um, let, let, let's hear more about ModLab. Tell us um, what your vision and mission is, you know, I, I, I am a professor in business schools and I always ask my students to give me their vision and their mission. Can you give us like a vision and a mission for ModLab? What is it exactly and what do you hope it will do? So, yeah, sure. Uh, our, basically, our, our main vision is to provide the best virtual experience for people, um, be it on the PC, the computer, the laptop, your mobile phone, possibly VR in the future. Uh, All experiences that you can have physically, they can be experienced virtually. And uh, I will dive into that even more later. And our target and our goal mainly, uh, our mission 
is to uh, dominate the world by storm. Dominate, is that all? <laughs> yes. I, I knew you were ambitious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So, uh, vision and mission, we've gone through it. I think that's fabulous. Congratulations, uh, especially in this Thank pandemic you. time. And you know, Chris, um, I think there were a lot of people, and I'm not you know, trying to make this just a banality, but I think a lot of people uh, were able to turn something around and make something. So congratulations again for coming up with this during the pandemic time, first of all. Thanks a lot. <laughs> okay, so I want you to tell us a little bit more about ModLab, and I don't know if you wanna use what we did on the 9th of December together to maybe as a template, uh, what you can do. Maybe do you want to walk us through what you set up for us? I think that's probably maybe like a, a, a case study, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. That sounds good. Okay. So uh, basically what we had was uh, an event for uh, about 10 panelists, speakers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, hosted by you, Ellen. Yes. So you were you were the one who's, who was coordinating everything. On Zoom, uh, right? Correct. Yeah. And what we tried to offer was a new experience for the viewers and the speakers at the same time. So it's not just we live in an era where it's it's not enough just to have a call on Zoom. I believe that we can have a much more a richer experience uh, on on our platform. And 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 that was very much proven while we had this uh, while we had this event so exactly. i think this platform was was executed for people of any age group any gender all kinds of people can can use this platform Absolutely. for for performing any kind of event so so tell tell yeah. us um because um, obviously this is an audio, this is a podcast, so obviously we, we don't have any visuals, but um, what kind of innovations would you say went into this platform? Um, we were speaking on a panel and the panel then could go to this virtual uh, platform. Uh, we made a hybrid event out of our event by inviting you in and having you show us uh, the platform where we were on. What kind of innovations do you think went into uh, your idea behind ModLab. Can you tell us a little bit about that? For sure. Uh, if, if you want, I can even explain the idea even more about yes, how the experience was. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to the viewers listening, yeah, um, I would say if, if you can imagine yourself in a video game uh, as a character, as your favorite character, mm -hmm. and that character has the ability to walk around in a map and uh, you can see your friends interact with them and do pretty much anything you want so while you're walking with your friend you can see a huge screen with someone talking in it and you can interact with it you can talk to the screen you can uh, buy yourself like a panel. drink like our panel, right? Exactly, exactly. And, you, and so, I think you had chairs set up, so if one wanted to sit down and, and watch, uh, one could also sit down and listen, but one could also interact, is that correct? Uh, exactly. As an, as an avatar on the platform, you, that person, would be able to interact with us as we were speaking, correct? Yes, and we tailored it for any type of user. Mm -hmm. So uh, we went into the business field 
we went into the esports field so we target our target is anyone uh be it from the business side where you have corporate meetings uh large conferences uh huge activations uh let's say apple has its new iphone release coming up soon right you can go and watch it there and have a nice experience inside that's okay. in terms of business in terms of esports and uh, gamers per se mm-hmm. uh, i would say that it, it it can be tailored as well into a game like uh, structure so you would have other more options or other type of options that are of interest for gamers so you can jump around you can dance <laughs> you can high five you can punch each other so it's uh, it's its range is is really big and it's kind of like the the le, le touche you know my my kids played those games do you have those kind of uh, plus exactly. or yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's so cool i think any gamer would know what i'm talking about definitely <laughs> all right let's talk a little bit about you know because this podcast is called mediterranean sustainability partners let's talk about how your venture is actually sustainable could you tell us a little bit about that for sure so um Uh, briefly uh as a as a general point uh we're relatively uh, still small in in terms of uh, company lean. size you're very lean, yeah. right we're very flexible and knowing that this idea came out during the covid period and uh given also that a lot of my friends traveled abroad so the ability to interact with them was kind of harder sure and uh i think the fact that we're remote helped us a lot in being sustainable being ergonomic and trying to find out what is most convenient for us humans in I general that, i think i think that's a very good point uh because as you know uh chris uh our carbon footprint obviously went down during the pandemic and our emissions went down and however <laughs> our computer our electricity consumption went up because we were all at home um, have you i mean that there's one good thing about it in a way that first of all your carbon footprint i would say is relatively low correct 100% yeah 100% so uh you're offering uh, the ability for companies uh professionals Uh, as you were saying to meet on your platform without having to take airplanes we know how much carbon you know how much carbon you use when you take the airplane uh, i know there's nothing that can replace personal um, meetings but your platform offers the possibility of being able to meet in a virtual setting uh, without exactly. having to uh, spend the carbon to get there am i right exactly it's 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 the closest thing to the realest thing i would say <laughs> That's fantastic. And tell us a little bit about uh, you know, I just had a very brief look um during our day on um December 9 together. Um one can design one's avatar or dress them differently or tell tell us a little bit about some of the features maybe the specific features if you would. Um, All right, that. sure. So mainly uh you can as you said, you can create your own avatar, you can design how it looks like, you can even choose uh what to wear, what colors and um it's it's a place for socializing uh meeting people so 
it's it's you it's a lobby of of a lot of a lot of people in one place interacting and there's an entertainment factor there's also the business factor where you can exchange contact cards so yeah tell us about that so you would go up to somebody i remember saying this you had several avatars in the room so explain how that works definitely so before you enter as as a normal user you would sign in and you you would enter your own credentials your your name your email your facebook link whatever and when you're inside and meet someone new and you find that someone as interesting you can exchange cards and uh, it would say it would get saved in your contact card forever so it's like i added you as a friend thank you on facebook <laughs> and that's the same concept so next time we meet on modlab i would know you i would recognize you because i already have your card basically i already have my card that, that's terrific yeah um other factors would be uh, interacting with uh, booths so let's say uh, there's a coca-cola booth and you fancy a drink <laughs> and you would like to have one mm-hmm. uh, well we, we we got you covered on this one and in, in in game in in the virtual world and in physically so we're trying to work on uh, the ability of buying something inside the game wow. and at the same time having it delivered to your doorstep at the same time oh that's so you, really cool so you can you can do shopping online uh, in, in like, the, on the platform on the platform yeah you would you, you can even try out the clothes let's <laughs> say if you're buying a t-shirt you can try that's it out cool. see what size fits you and if it's convenient you can order it directly with one click That's so, so cool we're, we're still working on that we have a lot of plans for the future but so, tell us yeah. about it because we're coming to the end of our podcast tell us a little bit about what what do you see that the future for mod lab i know you've gave us you know a lot of characteristics a lot of uh features of yeah. this wonderful platform how do you see uh, maybe in the next five years how do you see mod lab moving forward so I would see ModLab being the, as I said, the, the most dominant uh, platform in the world. Wow. But realistically speaking as well, it has a lot of potential. Uh, and I believe that this this next year, 2022, is going to be huge for us. Uh, I believe we have a lot more to offer to the table. And we're trying to grab as much eyeballs as we can <laughs> uh, because as you noticed this is super huge for us and for humanity in general sure. this is this can impact a lot of people and this can help a lot of people so i would say um in the in the coming two years will be the most decisive uh, elements that would d- define our framework. So, so what do you think? Uh, is there going to be some innovations that you'll need to make uh, in your existing platform? Is there? I know you mentioned uh, virtual reality as well. How do you, how do you see that impacting your offering? Uh, what kind of services you could offer on the platform or other innovations? Definitely. So we're we're trying to cope with 
technology's limitations right yeah. now yeah. and uh, as you know that uh, having a VR set is kind of uh, you, you can't find one in every house it's kind of expensive it's true. It's true. so we're trying to work our ways around it mm-hmm. and in hope of in the coming few years things change uh, technology might be developing even more so we're relying on what we know right now and our our current forecast and study would say that uh, we we will sustain and we we will grow immensely especially next year wonderful hopefully no that's wonderful so i have to ask you are you even thinking about um bitcoin or uh different um cryptocurrencies does that enter anywhere in your in your business plan at all or not uh, we're currently studying that. It's it's uh, it's a tough thing to implement and integrate it in the right. platform. Right. Uh, but definitely, we had our eyes on it for a very long time. We're still working on it, and we're even doing some calls with potential partners and companies that Excellent. can be affiliated with it. So. Uh, yeah, we, it's, it's on the list. It's on the list. <laughs> Stay tuned. Listen, Stay Chris, th- thank you so much. Uh, it was a real pleasure talking with you today. And thank you for sharing uh, your experience, uh, personal and professional. And thank you for telling us a little bit more about ModLab today. Thanks so much, Chris. Thanks a lot. And pleasure to be here. Thanks you. <laughs>